from St. Mark's Gospel. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. In this morning's gospel, we see Jesus out walking with his disciples and teaching them. This was uh, something that he did quite frequently. And as uh, usual, there were a crowd of people that gathered around to hear just what it was that Jesus was saying. And in this case, there was an additional group of people, scribes and Pharisees that had come down from Jerusalem. They too wanted to hear what it was that Jesus had to say. St. Mark gives us a little bit of background to tell us what's really going on with this group of scribes and Pharisees. He tells us why the conversation about washing hands was such a big deal, why it was so important. And it would be easy to wonder why uh, Jesus said what he did if you didn't know the background of the story. You see, what they're talking about is far more than simply washing hands before you eat. Mark uses very specific language to describe what they are doing. He says, they, that is the Jews, they don't eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. He's describing a hand-washing ceremony that was decreed by human teachers and not in the law of God. And then Mark goes on to say, Jews do not eat unless they wash, by which he means purify themselves. And not just themselves, but everything that went along with that meal. Pots, pans, dishes, couches, whatever it may be. For them, cleanliness wasn't next to godliness. Cleanliness was godliness. But this conversation, this teaching of Jesus, wasn't just about washing hands. Jewish religious leaders had added hundreds of traditions, rules and regulations to God's law, which they thought was as important as God's law. Now the common people, the hoi polloi, they didn't or couldn't follow the rules and regulations as strictly as the Pharisees, which made the Pharisees look and feel morally superior. There was a problem, however. And the problem was that their moral superiority became a barrier an obstacle between them and their relationship with God. Their rules became blinders, and they only saw ritual and tradition and not God. They began to forget about God. They began to forget about 
the Lord they were to be worshiping. Jesus, however, disregards these traditions, these rituals, these rules and regulations, and speaks only of what is in Scripture. And this aggravated the Pharisees. They were very unhappy about that because they thought that if Jesus was sent by God, then he should be following these rules and teaching them to his followers. But Jesus knew that hand washing wasn't about clean hands. The Pharisees were trying to look holy. They were virtue signaling to show how unlike those dirty Gentiles, they were different. They were trying to outdo each other and the common people as well in their devotion, not to God, but to their religion, to their rules and regulations. And so Jesus called them hypocrites. Now we all know a hypocrite is someone that says one thing and does another. In Greek, hypocrite describes an actor who uses a mask to pretend he is someone other than who he is. And that's exactly what the Pharisees were doing, and Jesus called them out on it. Jesus gets to the heart of the issue of hypocrisy by making sure everyone knows the truth about what it means to be clean before God. Jesus tells the people that he is far more concerned about what's going on in a person's heart, what's going on in a person's mind, than what's going on with their body. The Pharisees accused Jesus' disciples of eating with defiled hands. And in this case, defiled was a term speaking more about their relationship with God than the amount of dirt on their skin. The Pharisees spoke as though the dirt on your hands what was, was what caused the sin in your heart. And that if you washed your hands properly, if you followed the rules and regulations that they laid out, you would be sure to keep sin from entering into your life. And Jesus tells the Pharisees, you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. He says the religious actions on the outside are not what change your heart. It's what is in your heart that gives meaning to the religious activities. You see, Jesus isn't against clean hands. He's against hypocrisy and the belief that God is more interested in religious activity than personal purity. We need to realize where sin comes from, and it comes from the heart. People don't get right with God and grow in righteousness because they perform a ceremony, because they live by a ritual. And getting right with God requires a change of heart, and that's what God wants.
He wants a heart turned to Him, focused on Him. We don't become pure just by changing our actions. We need to change our heart. And the only way to do that is to recognize that we are broken, that we are sinners, that we need to ask God for forgiveness, to repent, to turn around. And there are lots of chances to do that. Go down to 17th Street and Route 1 in Vero Beach and you'll hear someone telling you to repent. And then God will forgive us and give us new life. He renews our minds and our hearts and brings the process of transforming us. And that inward change affects our outward appearance and behaviors. And that, that is what sets us right with God. Let us pray. O Almighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, help us to love you with all our heart and to love our neighbors. Help us to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before you. And turn our hearts to focus on you and deny the extraneous. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our Trinity Episcopal Church podcast. To find out more about the work God is doing through Trinity, visit us online at trinitybureau.org and follow us on Facebook.